Sooners win it 45-13 over the UTEP Miners. Sooners are 1-0. Get State coming to town next weekend in week two. Home creation, Sooner game day wrap-up show live from Yo Pablo right here on Campus Corner. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. Uh, phone line, we'll get to you shortly. We got some quotes for the post-game show. Uh, what do you got, Travis? Yeah, a friend of the show, Brandon Drum, is tweeting out some uh, quotes from the press conference. And I'm going to read them, and then I want your reaction, right. and then we'll go to the next one. Venables on the first win. Really proud of the players and coaches. Seemed like dog years. Went by fast at times and then seemed like dog years at others to get to this point. Yeah, I've said it multiple times. It seemed like the longest offseason ever. I'm glad to hear that he's happy with the win. Heard Dabo Sweeney say, you never complain about a win, ever. Like, why would you ever complain about a win? I also think that Venables is a very straight shooter. So the fact that overall he's happy with that, all right, I think that's a good sign. Okay, yeah, I agree. Next quote, if we are going to be a championship caliber team, we have to win consistently at the line of scrimmage both sides. How do you think think they did today? Yeah, I think they did that. I mean, you you look at the overall rushing numbers, and it's not just the rushing numbers to me. It's the explosive plays that they had in the run game. Those were there by multiple backs. They were pretty close to being even, rush yards, pass yards. UTEP did really nothing on the ground. Yeah, I mean, I agree with them, but I, I thought they did a good job of that today. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and watching the defensive line be so active and watching Bates and Chavis go nuts on the sideline the whole time. Yeah. Um, Chavis, by the way, he had the backwards hat on is and those sunglasses. Is he nails. the first person to wear pit vipers on the <laughs> sideline? So. I'm pretty sure. So. so, next quote. Venable said he is very confident on the young guys and rotating with competitive depth. Um. Yeah, I, I mean – what young guy today did you see and say, yeah, he's not ready to play high-level Division One football? Was man, there a guy? Man, that would uh, – We just talked about Jaron Canick last with, segment. Without going into the game and looking for it, now trying to – I can't think one. Nothing. Yeah. He, which means nothing was egregious enough for, for to commit to memory. Yeah. No, I again, I agree with everything Brent Venables is saying, but at the same time I think that – and I'm not saying that he thinks otherwise, but, yeah, those are things that happen today. Now the next one, Venables on freshman wide receiver Gavin Freeman, the pinball that went shooting into the end zone 48 yards out in his first ever Sooner carry. He's fearless. He is a special dude, excited to see where he goes, and for him betting on himself. I really like that betting on himself part. Yeah, and that's exactly what he did. He had a scholarship. Um, And and here's the deal. I thought that we would see a lot more of him after that touchdown run. I thought, uh uh-oh, Gavin Freeman a lot more. I think he retired. Not so much. I think think he's retiring as the uh, career yards per carry leader in Oklahoma. And and maybe he should have after that. But regardless if we saw him a lot after that or not, um, he's going to be a big factor moving forward. There is no no doubt about that. Yeah, I appreciate uh, Brandon Drum tweeting those out from the press conference. I I, I don't know. I mean, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find another young guy today that did more for himself than Gavin Freeman did. Because there were some young players that played well, but Gavin Freeman's play today was he demands to be in there more. There are some freshmen that play well. There are other guys that make plays to where it's, we have no other choice. We have to play this guy. We have to get this kid the ball in his hands. And I think that's what Gavin Freeman did today. He demanded this staff that he's got to get more touches. And it wasn't a situation where he got put in and the defensive back slipped or he caught a deep ball and didn't have to do anything. No, he ran 
through people, around people. He was spun around. He escaped. He stiff-armed. I mean, the run had absolutely everything. He yeah. had time after time where he could caught. I think given the emphasis on running the ball, we saw the carries to passes ratio. I think I'm going to go with Javante Barnes as the young guy that really did a lot for himself because, I mean, that's going to be a guy you can't keep off the field. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's go to the phone lines here before we hit a break. Ryan, you're on the Home Creations postgame show. What's going on? Hey, fellas. How we doing? Um, just wanted to see if I could get a grade from y'all. So, like, a grade on on the O, on the D, and then maybe a grade on the, the crowd as well. And then my son, Blake, has one quick question about um, – here, I'll let him ask you. All right, what's up, Blake? Who do you think the MVP of this game was? Ooh, Blake bringing the heat. That's a good question. Blake, we're going to answer your question first since it was such a good one. The MVP of this game. Can we do offensive and defensive yeah, MVPs perhaps? I, I don't think Blake's going to complain if okay, you do that. Okay, okay. I don't want I don't want Blake to stop listening to it. Yeah. Blake, we're going to do offensive and defensive MVPs. Um, Go ahead, defensive. Man, this is a little bit of a biased answer. Actually, it's not. I'm not going to pick Billy Bowman. I'm going to pick Reggie Grimes. Reggie Grimes popped today, man. He made some plays in the backfield. That's got to be my defensive MVP. What there, say there's, you? There's a, re- there's a reason we do this show together. That's exactly <laughs> who my pick would have been. Honestly, my pick is Eric Gray. Okay. The knock, the knock on Eric Gray, yep, on offense. The knock on Eric Gray was always, oh, you know, he might be a little slight. He's kind of a, a scab back. I didn't really see the breakaway speed. He can't finish through contact. He always gets sacked by the first guy. I think he answered a lot of those questions and doubts about himself today. I think we saw we saw the moves in the open field. We saw him make guys miss in in short yarded situations. We saw him truck a couple dudes. Yeah. He he's he's got the total package, and I feel like now physically he's where he needs to be to really reach his ceiling. I think something else under the radar happened today. I'm going to go with Braden Willis as my offensive Wait, player. Braden Willis, absolutely. There is a couple things that happen today offensively that are interesting moving forward. It's Dylan Gabriel pulling and running on the zone replay, right? That shows future opponents like, man, you've got to play the quarterback in those zone read games or Dylan Gabriel's going to make you pay. But it was also Braden Willis in the passing game with a couple of touchdowns. When right. people watch film on OU, you think Marvin Mims, you think Farouk, you think of these other receivers. Buddy, they showed today that they'll throw to Braden Willis in the red zone, and if you don't account for him, he's going to be dancing in the end zone for six years. Yeah, he, he's going to rack it up. So now let's do uh, the first questions. We're doing the grades. So we gave our defensive grades, uh, or we gave Offense. offensive yeah. grades a bit ago. Uh, I went with the B. I believe you went with B+. Plus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, B+. Plus. Um, a lot of stuff that can be cleaned up. Uh, we saw the balance that we liked. We saw the production, 6.8 yards per carry. We'll always get a good mark, 10.1 yards per pass. Everything's fine there, enough to be in the B range. Not quite outstanding, but still good. So what do you think on your defensive grade? I'm going to go B+. Plus. Um, there were some things in the passing game that I wish would have been a little bit tighter, but... The way they played against the run game, I thought the pass rush for the most part was pretty good. It was not perfect. It can still get a lot better. But UTEP's got a pretty good little quarterback there. Holding them to 13 points, I'll give them a B-plus with that performance. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to go B-minus uh, simply because I know I know 
we've seen flashes of what this defense can be. This defensive line can get after it. Not they 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 had great energy all game, good disruption, but I think could have done a little bit more. My thing was you got to clean up the penalties. Yeah, you got to clean up the penalties. They extended drives. They cost points, um, and and there was a lot of. There were, I think there were at least three times, two that I remember blatantly and vividly, but where where a receiver just gets in the soft spot of a zone, dumps it right over a corner, and and, and they have a big game. That kind of stuff got to be cleaned up because better teams will yeah. do that over and over. One more thing about the defense that I liked, I saw a lot of third and eights, third and nines, third and twelves today. You know, there were a few times where UTEP had third and very manageable, but it felt like for the most part they were in third and long for most of the day, which is a pretty good omen. Hey, Ryan, Ryan, I hope we uh, I hope we answered all well, that. He, oh, he, oh, crowd. The crowd. What so, do you got for crowd? Crowd, oh, man. Um, crowd, I will. I almost want to give an incomplete, or something, or something like that. I, here's the thing: the crowd, we can pick on it. It, it can be a C plus. The crowd was was great in the uh, first quarter. It got really hot, really, really hot. There were people being carried out on stretchers. The stadium ran out of water. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just that kind of stuff. You had a lot of people that were not hydrated appropriately. Um, that were that were under the stadium. There were a ton. You walk down to the concessions, there are throngs of people just watching TV down there and listening to the call because it was so hot, especially on that east side that was in the sun the entire game. What do you think? Yeah, um, I'm going to go B-minus as well. It was just so hot, man. And, and I thought that it was going to be a very manageable weather day, but, dude, it's like you caught the game at the hottest part of the day. It was, it was pretty brutal, man. And most of the stadium is, like, right there in the direct sunlight. Uh, throughout the entire afternoon. Hey, Ryan, appreciate the phone call, man. Good to hear from you. There you go. All right, we'll take a timeout. Final hour of the Home Creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show rolls on next. You've been locked in the ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. All right, final hour, Home Creation Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. Sooners win it 45-13 over UTEP. Utah up on Florida 10-7 about midway through the second quarter. USC over Rice, 31-14. The third quarter is about to kick off there. Notre Dame up 3-0 on Ohio State midway through the first quarter. Stop the count. Stop the count. We will uh, (laughs) be monitoring that one. But a guy guy that both you and I know, a guy that both you and I really like, is on the phone line right now. 405-329-9000 if you want to call in. We got Gunny. Got Gunny on the line. Gunny! What's going on, man? You're on the postgame show. What's going on, fellas? Man, all right? celebrating win number one, Gunny, and, and eating some tacos, chips and queso, chips and salsa. I mean, come on. Can life be better? I don't know if it can. I don't know. I got some pork loin on the grill, but. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> is this is this you saying you're delivering us some? Or what? I mean, I mean, what are we talking about here? <laughs> hey, I'm game. But uh, yeah. what y'all hey, think wh- about? Wh- what did you think of the game today, Gunny? Braden Willis, that man, oh, he looked like a man amongst children out there, just blocking four people at a time. You know, <laughs> yeah, I think he was the all-star for today. Yeah, no, I, I think um, I think it's interesting that they targeted him the way that they did and. You know, there was a thought, I think, by most coming into the year that, yeah, I mean, he's going to play a role in the offense, but 
you know, I mean, it's going to be kind of, you know, sparingly used here and there. I, I don't know, man. I, I think he's such a weapon at that position, guys. I, I think that he maybe he's used in the offense more than we maybe thought that he was going to be a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, he matched his 2021 touchdown total just yeah. today. So, uh, you know, I kind of look at uh, um, I kind of look at what Jeremiah Hall did last year, um, and I thought going into this year that Braden Willis would have probably double the stats that Jeremiah Hall did. I know that that seems wild because Jeremiah did some great things here, uh, but I, I just think Braden Willis is going to have such an impact. Yeah, I, th- I think he will as well. Um... And he's just another weapon that this offense has. He, he's a weapon that, you know, maybe he's not the main guy that you game plan for going in. It's a Marvin Mims, it's a Jaleel Farouk type of thing. But, uh, yeah, he, he, he's got an opportunity for a great year. I think he's one of those guys that we're going to look back at the end of the year and say, man, he really benefited from coming back for another year. You can look at that statistically, what he's meant to this team as a leader, like however you want to do it. But you're going to look back at Braden Willis and say, man, he made a fantastic decision coming back and playing one year in this offense. So, hey, hey, Gunny, appreciate the call, man. Good to hear from you. I completely agree. Y'all have a good evening. Yeah, you as well. 405-329-9000. More of your phone calls here. Um, Drake Stoops got a lot of targets early in the football game and made some nice plays as well. Yeah, he's the type of guy that can really – settle in a quarterback as Ohio State scores a touchdown to go up 7-3 with 5 minutes, 32 seconds left in the first quarter over Notre Dame. Uh, Drake Stoops is a guy that can calm him down. He's sure-handed. He's going to make the tough ones, although I believe he did have one drop today, if I'm not mistaken, but that's that's really uncommon for him. So, um, again, nice little safety blanket, throw to him, get in your groove. Um, I, I would, I, I think we, I think that's something you kind of see all year. I, I think we, I think you see that people get in their comfort zone with certain receivers, get that going, then they can spread the ball out a little bit more. We may be looking at that uh, for Dylan Gabriel and Drake Stoops. Reggie Grimes, though, man, um, a, he is a man. That is that is a large man. Yeah. He was playing with his hair on fire. Yeah, um, I I, I want to see a lot more of that from him moving forward, and I think that we will. Again, he's going to be a major player on this defense, but they get that type of production from him up front. Yeah, man, this defensive line got a chance to be uh, be pretty good. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. We've got Sam. Sam, you are on the post-game show. What's going on? Never mind. No Sam. Sam, Sam just dropped off, actually. So uh, you can hop in, 405-329-9000. Yeah, man, I mean, I, I think for the late-arriving crowd, just the overall general thoughts about this game is it was good. I mean, for the most part, it was good. You saw a lot of things that you've been waiting to see. A really fast up-tempo offense, a defense that was flying around in the football. Tackling wasn't an issue today. I think, and my big thought was, all offseason, the thing that you're going to see from this team immediately, and it won't be a perfect product, you're going to see a team that is better fundamentally. Better tackling, better blocking up front, they're more in shape. You know, just fundamentally better at the game of football, as simple as that sounds. And I think that's what we saw today, Travis. You saw a team that tackled better. You saw an offensive line that was opening up, up running lanes that maybe they weren't for the majority of last year. This team's got a ways to go. I think that they are going to get there in due time, 
But fundamentally, as a football team, it looks like they've grown quite a bit from last year. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, a, a guy that got a lot of attention, even, I mean, specifically from us, among others, uh, pregame was Justin Harrington. We talk a lot about him. Um, you know, he, he was tied for fourth uh, today in tackles with five. Um, and I'll tell you what, what really impressed me about him, we've talked about how he's grown as a leader. He's really grown up, how he wanted to come back to the program, really showed some really adult stuff, you know, yeah. coming back. That guy on Reggie Grimes' second sack, I believe, Harrington, I think, was the first one off the, off the bench to congratulate him. And just that kind of stuff. He's always around the coaches. He's always congratulating. Like, just his energy on the sideline and in the game, man, that, I love to see that kind of stuff. Dylan Gabriel overall today, 15-23, to 23, 233 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, he also had 20 yards on the ground and that 12-yard touchdown run to get the scoring started in the first quarter. Overall from him, it was a solid day. I, I, I think that there's some throws that he would like to have back. The yeah. first throw of the game, uh, a near pick that he had, I think that was maybe close to halftime. Um, it was a solid performance from a guy that's played a lot of college football, and I think that that's what he looked like today, a, a confident guy that's played a lot of ball, but much like the rest of this team, I, I don't think that that was the best version of Dylan Gabriel that we saw today. We're, we're going to see him progressively get better as the year goes on as well. Yeah, I, I totally agree, but also I think we have to remember we don't need Dylan Gabriel to be Kyler Murray. We don't need him to, I mean, you, you need exactly what you got out of him today. 65% completion percentage, rushing touchdown, couple through the air, and just don't make mistakes. Don't turn the ball over and and let your defense squeeze them and let the run game just take care of the offense. I, I don't think we need any hero ball from Dylan Gabriel, and I think he knows that most importantly. I think his maturity shines through and says, you know what, they don't need me to throw the ball 50 times a game, and that's okay. Yeah, you outrush UTEP, by the way, 259 to 28. Now, a lot of people will say this, and I agree with it. You should outrush UTEP and it not be close. You should. And they did that today. So you got to give credit where it's due. You had over 200 yards more rushing than what you UTEP had today. So that's one of the many things that we wanted to see today. OU be the more physical team, run the ball better than UTEP. And it was never a doubt who was going to run the ball better today. So good news there. All right, 405-329-9000. We'll get to more of your phone calls next. We'll look at what's going on across the country as well. We are live at Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. Keep it locked on the ref. We are the Homo Suter fans. Home creation, Suter Game Day wrap-up show live on the ref. We're the Homo Suter fans. We're here at Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. A quick scoreboard update. Uh, Nebraska was tied with North Dakota. And that's right, not North Dakota State. North Dakota, but that I believe was picked sixth in their conference in uh, the FCS. Nebraska was tied with North Dakota at seven at halftime. The Huskers end up pulling away 38-17. That game was actually tied at 17 with three minutes left in the third quarter. So Nebraska does not look like the improved football team the Husker fans were hoping to see after that loss last week to Northwestern. Some other scores going on across the country. USC is now up on Rice. 45 to 14, Rice quarterback through back-to-back pick sixes to start the third ooh, quarter. Ooh. Uh, Utah's up 10-7 over Florida. That game is getting close to halftime. Uh, Baylor up on Albany, 28-7 in Waco. Seven minutes left in the second quarter. 
Utah's about to kick a field goal, maybe extend this lead. K-State's up 27-0 on South Dakota, uh, five minutes left in the second quarter. Bama's up 17-0 on Utah State into the first, and you got Ohio State 7, Notre Dame 3, with three minutes left in the first corner inside the horseshoe. Texas up on UL Monroe, 7-0, 10 minutes left in the first quarter. We'll run down some more scores before we get out of here at 8 p.m. tonight. Um, special teams, oh, really lo- good, right? Love it. Yeah? Love it. I mean, did everything you needed to do. Um, I he, Here's the thing. I think it was the second kickoff, if I'm not mistaken, where they kind of kicked that kind of low roller. I don't want to use the word squib. I uh, don't say it. But I think part of it, and call me crazy, but I think part of it was those guys wanted to hit somebody. I mean, you saw those guys run down the field and start lowering the boom. Yeah. And... All of a sudden, it's like Trey Morrison lost his helmet. Like, I, I think there was so much pent up, like, hey, we've been hitting each other for so long. We see this a lot in, like, joint practices and stuff like that in the NFL. Like, we've been hitting our own guys so long. Like, I just want to go out and, and take the, the physicality to somebody else. And I think that's why some of those kicks were low. Let's get a return so we can let these guys go hit people. 405-329-9000 if you want to hop in. Let's go to the phone lines. Dynamite Dan, you're on the Home Creations Post Game Show. What's up? How we doing, fellas? Uh, Pretty good. 1-0 on the year, Dan. Not a bad start. Yeah, 1-0. One, one feels, feels good. Uh, I mean, you think back uh, to the night of the 28th of November, and uh, I remember hopping on with Josh and you, and uh, we visited uh about how Venables uh, had to be the guy, and uh, we went out and got him. And, um, you know, just uh, a lot of optimism around the program right now. Obviously, didn't find out a whole lot about this team um, today. Uh, but, you know, over the course of the next uh, two, three, four weeks, five weeks, uh, I think we'll get a little bit better sense of uh, what this team is uh, and, uh, you know, just, just continue to build. Um, on and off the field, uh, good good business, man, uh, like uh, W today. Uh, but like I said, um, you know, I don't think we found out a whole lot uh, today out of this ball game. But uh, as we continue to turn the calendar uh, and chip away at this thing, uh, you know, fun. We'll, we'll know a lot more two weeks from now against Nebraska and then uh, and you get in a conference play against K-State, TCU, and Texas. Uh, but, you know, encouraging and uh, – should be fun here as we go. Yeah, it should be fun because I think the fun thing about this is I think we're all relatively happy or pretty happy with what we saw today. But the expectation, I think what we're going to see is we're going to see this team get better. And that's the real fun part, Travis, is to see this team's growth throughout the season. That's what I think you're going to see. Right. And I, I think, as I've said this before, you can't know after a game like this that oh man Oklahoma's a contender now but you can learn if they aren't yeah sure you look at Tulane last year nobody walked out of that game as okay we're gonna look at Oklahoma State on Thursday nobody walked out of that game and said oh man like this defense can win a championship like you can't again you can't know that you're that you're a uh, contender but you can certainly not but hey we took care of business we covered we did better what than what Vegas thought we were gonna do that's all. That, that's all. That's all I needed to see, really, from a results standpoint. Yeah, and there's a lot of good things to build on. Dan is, is kind of the main point tonight. You're you're happy about this, but at the same time, we all know Brent Venables and the standard. Um, it's back to work. 
coming up tomorrow when they got to shore up some of those things that they missed out on today. All right, there you go. Appreciate the call from Dynamite Dan, 405-329-9000. I thought Dynamite Dan was going to bring up some explosive plays. <laughs> Man. I see what you did I would have. Who, who had explosive plays today? You had Everybody. Kevin Freeman. Yes. You had Dylan Gabriel in the run game. I will call that an explosive play, yeah. the first touchdown of the game. Mims had an explosive play. I think Theo Weiss had an explosive play. He looked really good, by the way. He yeah. looked really good. I guess I was just wondering – what he was going to look like athletically after that serious injury, he's fine, man. He's, he's good. He's, he's good. strong. He's strong. He got out of that tackle. That's kind of a similar thing we see him do. On the sideline, come back, hit that big curl around, and, and get upfield while keeping his balance. I think that's important. Keeping the balance. He's got the strength. Guy's got a, a huge ceiling, and I really think he's this year going to show us why he was the five-star recruit in 2019. So this is your first year doing the post-game show. So you'll get to learn a lot of the callers, uh, a lot of the OG callers that have been on our okay, post-game okay. show. Connor is telling me that Roger is on hold. I'm going to guess this is Roger in L.A. And if this is Roger in L.A., get ready for some intensity here. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Roger, you're on the post-game show. What's going on? Gentlemen, how are you? Good, man. Good to hear from you. Hey, hey thanks for taking the call. Hey, you know... You know, and it, it, obviously, last guy brought up a good point. You're really not going to know a lot, right? Today. You will know if you suck, right? If you if you go messing around and you need a blade of grass to tackle the two lane quarterback to hold on to your panties to win a game against a terrible football team, a winning football team. So you'll know if you're not going to be great, which a lot of us didn't want to admit going out of week one last year. Um, I thought, you know, and you guys have hit a few points. You know, it's pretty sound defensively. I got to be honest with you guys, though. Grimes look good, but they got to get a better pass rush. They have to absolutely find somebody else along with Grimes. I don't know that Downs is the guy. He's more of a guy that plays, I think, that's going to play more in the line of scrimmage against a run. I'm just not sure he's a guy that's a natural pass rusher. we got to do something. I know that's game one, a lot of vanilla looks. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Venables does as, as, as we progress. We're going to need to mix up uh, what we do on third down a little bit. I thought the guy today for UTEP threw the ball pretty well, but – Grimes was good, but you got to have you got to kind of have uh, you know uh, you know uh, the Starsky to, to Hutch and so on and so forth. You got to have multiple angles. I think at the pass rush, be able to rush the passer, and, and certainly in the Big Twelve. But uh, you know, I'll be honest with you, though, I think Gabriel's clock's got to he's got to move that clock up a little bit, guys. Like I thought he held on the ball a little bit today. It's a little bit yeah. of criticism. I don't know what you guys think, but he held on the ball a little bit. Hey, and, Roger. Uh, I've yeah. heard from you so many times on the postgame show. I love what you bring to the postgame show. Tell me this. How much happier are you, it, despite what you just said, and a lot of that's fair, but how much happier are you right now than at any point throughout the Riley era? Because I heard what you were saying. It feels like this program is about a lot more of what you've been wanting for a while than it was previously. Well, I, t I totally agree. There is something about winning games – 53 to 49, like you just got done kissing your first cousin in the hot tub, and you're not sure whether or not you're supposed to be happy or or, or just <laughs> disgusted with yourself. But that felt a lot like a lot of Lincoln Riley wins. And, hey, that was more of an indictment on his inability to own the entire you know football team. He never realized that he also owned the defense as the head coach. And obviously with Brent Venables, we don't have to worry about that. But, 
you know, I, I do think we get to develop. I, I was not completely excited about that. I don't know that we have uh, explosive playmakers at the receiver position, not that I'm, I'm ready to commit to yet. I think Weez looks like he's a guy that can kind of be there. Mims had a player too, but uh, I'm, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm a little nervous. I, I heard a lot about Farouk, and I didn't see any flash today. So we'll see what he does in the coming week. It's only week one, but all in all, I think everything you guys have said is spot on, man. It's exciting to, to know that we're, we're going to progress well defensively, and, it, and it's going to be interesting to see where we're at and when we go up to Lincoln in a few weeks. It'll be a different ball game, gents, up in Lincoln. You know, they yeah, suck. I agree. But, but when you go on the road and play an environment like that, I think that's going to be the first, like, where the honeymoon's going to be, you know, going to be tested a little bit with Coach Venables, you know. But I don't know. Hey, it's good talking to you guys. Hey, good to hear no from you, man. You had to get too fired up tonight. Um, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys down the road. Thanks for taking the call. See you, man. Always good to hear from Roger in L.A. Let's squeeze in one more phone call before we hit a break. Darla, good to hear from you, Darla. You're on the Home Creations post game show. What's going on? Hey, I, I just wanted to say I was disappointed we let him score it all. And um, and I, I was the second quarter. Man, we just couldn't yeah. get anything going. Yeah, I know. And, and they started so fast. And I don't think that they were trying to take their foot off the gas. It's just, you know, for whatever reason, in the second quarter, they stalled a little bit. Well, think- hey, here's what I think, too, Travis. I feel like this is going to be an offense when they're going really fast. Man, they're elite. Can right. this offense, though, can it sustain drives when it's not always going fast, if that makes sense? Yeah, uh, I think – I'm just happy for the win, though. Yeah. Yeah, happy for a win. And and for all intents and purposes, a stress-free win. I mean, again, we talk about that second quarter, but the game wasn't really ever in doubt uh, at any point. Um, I mean, it got to 10 to to 21, but, uh, you know, again, you bring up the pace. It really, it really felt like the game got out of its flow with those penalties. You're supposed to get off the field as defense and – you extend it with a penalty, extend a fourth down, you know, you give up fourth down, like that that kind of stuff. Yeah. Messing up the flow of the game and thinking you're going to get off the field with a big play, and then you see that yellow come out and you think, oh, well, here we go, got to get hyped up again, got to do this. It's tough to maintain. And clean up the penalty. Yep. Yeah, I got to clean up the penalty. There was a, I think it was in the first half, oh, you had a third and one offensively. I feel like they got a false start, and it's back to third and six. You can't have that, man. You know, and, and it is week one, and you kind of excuse those things, but when you're going to play in Lincoln, Nebraska, or you're playing Texas and Dallas, I know I don't think that those teams are great, but those are the types of mistakes that those got to stay in week one. They yeah. can be week yeah, one those mistakes, can be drive killers. but they got to stay there. You got to stay there. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Love talking to Darla, as always. Florida. Scores a touchdown before half. They're up 14-13. Less than a minute left, but Utah is on the plus side of the field. So let's see if uh, the Utes can get some points and take a uh, lead into halftime. All right, we got a couple more segments remaining. ton of phone calls tonight. Still an opportunity for you to hop in, 405-329-9000. Tell us what you thought about the game. Game one of the Burke Venables era. Don't be just sitting at home and not sound off on your thoughts with us. Give us your thoughts. Let's go. Defense, offense, the crowd. Whatever you got, hit us up, 405-329-9000. More to come next on the Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show. More to come next. Home creation, Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show. Sooners win it, 45-13 over UTEP. The overall vibe today, yeah, pretty happy. You walk out today saying, yeah, I like, I like what I saw. Um, it wasn't completely perfect, but 
there were a lot of things to come out of this game and say, yeah, hey, here's the point. It's a hell of a lot better than the two-lane game last year, right? And, and I know that that's still fresh on all of our minds. Um, it was it was good. I think that this team will get better. It's going to be exciting to see them grow. And I agree with what Roger in L.A. said. Nebraska looked terrible last week. They looked terrible today against North Dakota. But I feel like that's going to still be a really tough game in Lincoln. They'll play their best game of the year. I think what I, think what I like most is that we're using verbiage like clean up and not fix. Yeah. When you have to fix something, it means it's broken. We just need we just need to fine tune some things to clean it up. But yeah, you're right. That environment in in, in Lincoln, man. If if they can get in your head and you got a false start, oh boy, that only brings them on louder. And we're going to be dealing with an extremely desperate fan base. Um, so I mean, this is Custer's last stand yes, for those guys. Absolutely, I mean, is what it is. Um, upsets, maybe. In the nighttime window of week one of college football, I don't know, Florida's got the lead over Utah at halftime, 14-13 to in the Swamp. Notre Dame just scores a touchdown. They are back up 10-7 to over Ohio State in the shoe. Boy, that one will get a lot of fun if it gets interesting late. USC in Mule Shoe, they have pulled away. They lead it 52-14 over the Rice Owls. USC got back-to-back pick sixes to start the third quarter to distance themselves. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, so uh, I thought Davis Bevel looked good when he got in the game. Um, got to throw it a couple times. Javante Barnes, man, that's isn't that rough? You score a touchdown and it gets called back due to penalty. Your first ever collegiate touchdown gets called back, and he really didn't realize it until he get, got to the sideline, and one of the assistants pointed out, like, no, nah, buddy, sorry, we need yeah, you back, out, back there. out there. But Davis Bevel, he's a big kid, what we thought he was. Um, well, I Hopefully he doesn't have to play meaningful snap, and I can't say that I just feel super confident in him after seeing him in mop-up duty, but the role that he was asked to play today as the backup late, he did that just fine. i tell you what, give me the Bevdozer package. Yeah. Or, as somebody on Twitter said, the Coop Beville. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> we, can't, uh, we can't contain ourselves if something like that happens. So 405-329-9000 if you want to hop in. I believe we have Benny on hold. Let's get to Benny. Benny, you're on the post-game show. Good yeah, to hear from you. Afternoon. What's going on? Good afternoon. Hey, quite a good game we won. That's the main thing. The little disappointment was I thought the pass rush could have been a little better, but it, it was adequate. Uh, the other thing I liked about was no wide receivers or tight ends or running backs were running wild in the secondary as they did last year. No long 45, 50-yard touchdown passes. The disappointing was the offensive uh, penalties, the uh, false starts when we had a third and one, and uh, Marcus got nine and nine plus yardage, and then we ended up third and one, a penalty. Then Jaboni scores a touchdown. We got nailed for holding. I thought the one pass that uh, they got on the kid from North Carolina the defense, I thought that was a bad call. That ball was uncatchable. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. And, and here's the thing. if and, and Travis has said that. We both have said it. It's right, Benny. I mean, if we're sitting back today and really one of our only complaints is, man, those offensive penalties. And yeah. maybe I'm totally yeah. wrong about this. I don't think that I am. But I trust a Vit, Britt Venables type of team to get those short up. Now, I'm oh, not yeah, saying it's going to be perfect next week and they're not going to have a full start or a holding, mm-hmm, but if there's mm-hmm. one thing I trust about the staff, and there's plenty, I think the offensive penalties will they'll, they'll die down moving forward. I believe so, too. 
And uh, what happened? Uh, Wandy Morris didn't start or didn't play. I never heard his name. Yeah, uh, that's been that was rumored for about a week. It might oh, be an okay. academic situation with him. Oh, and Benny, Lord. don't be surprised if he doesn't play next week either. Okay. Well, I guess maybe they'll have to try to get a a, a red shirt and play him next year, or if they can play him another year. And yeah, that's I don't. Too bad. But I, I don't think some it's. Of them young I think kids, it's all, those young offensive linemen look good guys. I never had heard of before. Looked like yeah, they I, had a bunch of a lot of new players. And I think that the linebackers and them safeties will get that short nickel and dump passes. And I think that's going to get all straightened out in the next, as the season progresses. I think this defense is going to be damn good. Gentlemen, yeah. thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Boomer Sooner, it. guys. Boomer Sooner, indeed. Yeah, again, penalties need to be cleaned up. There's no doubt. Um, I think, Tyler. What do you think about this? So this is the second caller that has said that they were underwhelmed by the pass rush that generated six sacks and nine tackles for loss. I just, I, I know the opponent maybe left left people wanting more, but I'm not sure. I mean, six sacks doesn't yeah. seem like a bad effort. Yeah, no, I could it have been more consistent, I guess, maybe. But at the same time, by those numbers, that looks really good, man. And, and there was one point in the third quarter where they had a really heavy set, talking about UTEP. It was one of those sets where it's like nine guys seemingly on the line yeah. of scrimmage. And if it was a third down, I think OU still got a ton of pressure, forced basically a guy to just throw it away, and they got off the field. So, yeah, I, look, everything can be better. Dylan Gabriel can be better, all that. But those numbers were pretty good at the end of the day, and I think Reggie Grimes was the, was the bright spot defensively for sure. Of course, makes up for two and a half of the six sacks that we had total and and really just the disruption actually probably one of my favorite plays from reggie grimes wasn't even the wasn't even the sacks it was when he had the quarterback that wanted to throw to a running back behind him and he didn't rush the quarterback right away he kind of stayed in between he, he didn't leave his feet he put his hands up he got in the throwing lane and made the quarterback throw it away that it, it, it that won't show up on the stat sheet as a sack, but that is highly valuable yeah. to be able to get in that position and be smart enough to say, okay, he wants to throw this by me. Let me play both and single-handedly cause the uh, throwaway. Home creation, Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. Kendall, I see you on hold. I see you on hold. We're going to take a quick timeout. We'll get to you as soon as we come back, I promise. Uh, everyone else, final time to get in as well, 405-329-9000. We'll close it up coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. Final segment, home creations, Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. Live at Yo Pablo on Campus Corner watching some college football, and I promised I'd do it. Let's do it right now. Without further ado, let's go to the phone lines and get Kendall on the post-game oh show. Boy. Kendall, good to hear from you. What's up, man? How are you guys doing? Uh, pretty good. Want to know, Kendall. Can't beat that. Uh, oh, man, absolutely. I, I am absolutely thrilled. I'll call myself out. I didn't get to go to the game, but I was sweating. I went through like ten shirts when I was mowing like nine lawns today. So wow. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, but um, I got to uh, you know I watch the game obviously, and I'm just glad that I wasn't biting my nails in the fourth quarter like we did in the last previous seasons, and you know I think. 
I don't know. It seems like some, some of the some people are kind of expecting uh, our guys to be like the '85 Bears today, and which is kind of. Uh, I mean, I get the expectations, but I mean, come on, it's the first game, you know. Um, but yeah. uh, overall, I'm I'm pleased. Uh, Want to know, and uh, and I'm very very excited about just the new era with Kurt Venables is building and. Uh, I didn't know if you guys got the catch and, or saw on uh, Twitter about him uh, uh, getting a game ball from uh, Josie and President Harris and that getting emotional about uh, getting a game. He was about to give a game ball to somebody, but I, but it kind of cut off. But uh, um, what do you guys think about uh, overall with as far as uh, having a, a left-handed quarterback? You know, I mean, we haven't seen that in a while. So uh, looked a little bit curious. different. But guess what? In 2000, OU played UTEP in the opener. Josh Heupel, a left-handed quarterback, had the first touchdown of the year. It was a rushing touchdown. The 2022 Sooners played UTEP in the first game, and a left-handed quarterback had a rushing touchdown. Does that mean OU is going to win the national championship this year? Yes. Yes, that's yes, exactly sir. what that means. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely it does. That's exactly what that means, man. I mean, there's so many, uh, so many, what's the word I'm looking for, um, Oh, uh, parallels, coincidences. There you go. There you go. Thank you, Travis. Uh, I mean, I'm no but, Parker, uh, but I, I got words too. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> no, man. I just, uh, man, I wish I could have been there and uh, made it to hang out with you guys there. I would have been definitely at the uh, Pablo's with you right now. So, um, but no, I'm just absolutely thrilled, man. I just, it's a good feeling. There's a good new air. It's fresh. Everything's going awesome, and I just look forward to, you know, uh, and also there's one more thing, too, I wanted to point out. I heard Paul Venables uh, already saying, like, starting Monday, we're ripping down, we're ripping everything down to the studs and starting over. <laughs> yeah. So that just kind of tells you the mentality of everything, you know. It's just like, all right, we're going to enjoy this game one. Okay, now on to the next one. You know, it's like we're already preparing. Like, we've already celebrated enough. Now this is what we're going to do. Uh, you got to work for your position uh, this upcoming week, too. So it's like just because what you did this week and this game had an awesome game this week, you better show up at practice and show us why you deserve to be on the field again. No doubt, man. No doubt, man. man hey, I, lo- uh... I love the mentality. So Yeah, it's awesome. Hey, man, it's always good to hear from you. Appreciate the phone call, dude. Hey, you too, guys. Be safe. There you go. Um, final thoughts before we get out of here? I, I, I mean, pretty much said it at several times already, but it's just, yeah, I'm happy, but, hey, okay, how about this? I'm happy, but I can see where this team still has a long way to, not uh, where they can really grow at. I, I feel like this team's ceiling is pretty high after what we saw today. There's some real growth that can happen with, with this yeah, squad. If, if that growth happens, and I believe it too, um, you know, you, you, you flip on the TV and you see, you know, Georgia, what they're doing, you know, to, to Oregon stuff. You, I mean, you look at that and you're like, well, we don't look like that yet, but I can see it. I can see the possibility. You see the flashes. You see the development. You see the buy-in. You see the energy. I mean, it's all there. You just have to put it together, and it takes a little bit of time. Luckily, we're here saying, oh, it takes a little bit of time to put together, and we just beat a team by 32. Yeah. You'll see an offense next week that uh, really likes to throw it around, so that's going to be another test for these uh, DBs for sure and the pass rush as well. And 
You know, it's it's almost like a video game. You know, in the first six months of the uh, six weeks of the season, Travis. It's all right. There was the UTEP game. Now you got a little bit tougher of an offensive challenge with Kent State. Then in week three, the next level happens—a totally new challenge at Nebraska. And then you got to come home and play a Kansas State team that might be pretty good. Then you got to go on the road for your first Big 12 game at TCU. Then you got to play Texas, who you know is going to play your best game of the year. So as the competition gets better week in and week out, you've got to make sure that you're getting better as the as the year and, progresses. And the the well. schedule really sets up nicely for a team that needs to grow as well. We talked about this, you know, ad nauseum in the offseason. It's it's a slow ramp up. Nebraska doesn't look like they're world beaters right now. Um, and, and it's a slow ramp up. We can continue to build, continue to grow, continue to clean things up. And, uh, you know, by the time the, the Baylors and the Oklahoma States and those at the end of the schedule, hopefully we're, uh, we're yeah. cooking. Uh, let's do this. We've got one more caller on hold. Let's get to Tom before we get out of here. Tom, you are on the Home Creations Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. What's going on, Tom? Absolutely. Great great game. Nice effort. A lot better. Only one thing I've got to say is right. Deshaun, White, Deshaun White versus Harrington. Uh, you wouldn't know White was out there, hardly. Harrington is a playmaker. White is solid. I think of the two, that's the one I'd have in there more. And that's it. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I think that that totally depends on what defensive front that they're going to be in. Um, there's just times that you want to have a Deshaun White type of player and Justin Harrington in there. But, hey, that, that's totally fair, man. I, I appreciate the phone call, yeah, Tom. And, and they have the same amount of tackles. Yeah. So I think I think Justin Harrington's a, li- a little more flashy. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, Justin Harrington's a playmaker. There's no doubt about it. But, again, to your point, you know, in your more run-heavy situations, you're going to see Deshaun White, whereas I think – Justin Harrington's going to yeah. be in the back end. All right, that'll do it uh, for us tonight. We've got Utah and Florida. Going to be a fun game in the second half. we got Notre Dame and Ohio State. Still think the Irish are up 10-7 to over the Buckeyes in that game. Uh, let's check and see. And they are, yes, up 10-7 to right now over Ohio State. So a lot of awesome football. And if, Hey, you're on Norman. You're in Moore, Oklahoma City, whatever. Come down to Yo Pablo right here on Campus Corner. Go check out all the remaining football. For Travis Davidson, for Connor Pasby, for all of you that were so great with phone calls tonight, I'm Tyler McComas. You know what we're doing. We'll talk to you next week for the pre- and post-game show, but the Homa Sooner fans will be back on Monday starting at 6 a.m. We are the ref, the Homa Sooner fans. Have a great night, everybody.